And we're back, Striped Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for uh, making us part of your day. Let's uh, let's move on from the uh, Mexico Open, that star-studded field that was, of course, highlighted by John Rahm getting his seventh win, the overwhelming favorite, John Rahm, getting his seventh win. And, uh, well, another week. Another PGA Tour event. This one uh, is a good one historically. Wells Fargo Championship, a little different this year. Uh, Historically, of course, it's at Quail Hollow there in Charlotte, North Carolina, but they're working on that course for the President's Cup, so they got to move it. And they're moving it up to a place that I know actually rather quite well, TPC Potomac at Avenal Farms, a golf course that's right across the street from congressional and of course both these courses just outside of washington dc great area is potomac and a championship golf course joining me he's been busy finally we get him back on the stripe so podcast jeff feinberg how you doing uh always good to join you travis nice to see the big things uh that you've been up to and excited to talk about the wells fargo as it feels like the pga tour schedule is starting to find its equilibrium again as we lead in to a major in just a few weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, that's always enjoyable. Yeah. You know, I like, I like this one big event every month. Um, I'm excited for the PGA here in, in a few weeks. Of course, <laughs> there's so many storylines uh, Phil Mickelson. Let's just start there as the defending champion. He's been up to a few things as of late. And, uh, and then of course, Tiger, you know, playing there at Southern Hills and Tiger uh, looks like we had to predict all systems go. He'll be there. And um, so look, I, I love it. The PGA is coming up. I know it wasn't a great field last week. This field this week is better. And um, it, kind of an interesting golf course too, Jeff, you know, this TPC Potomac at Avenal farms, you know, when I was there playing this course after the, the redesign in 2009, you know, it was, the whole, the the game of golf was kind of, you know, fairways and greens, right? Like fairways and greens. That's how I was taught. Hit the fairway, hit the green. That's, that's the way you play this game. And then of course the modern game and today fairways has turned, you know, largely into distance off the tee and greens and regulation is about proximity, right? And strokes gain approach. And like, we know more statistically, but I do feel playing this place that we're kind of going back a little bit. You better keep the ball in front of you off the tee and hitting greens is a good thing here. I mean, after all, Kyle Stanley won here back in 2017. What do you think? Yeah. So I guess as we get into it, that's an interesting place to start, you know, from we'll get into talking some bets. The fact that Kyle Stanley won here, it's kind of a little jarring. It allows you to think, well, lots of players uh, could potentially uh, find their way to a win here. We saw that Molinari, win here past history would suggest the Molinari win and final score is the outlier historically to what this course um, can represent. But yeah, I'm looking for guys gaining strokes off the tee with their accuracy, gaining it uh, with the approach. These greens appear to be smaller. The course appears to be quite difficult. It is difficult. Uh, It's a par 70. And, you know, it's 7,100-ish, somewhere in their yards. Yeah, it's not a place that you're going to overpower. I I would, you know, in playing this and thinking back, looking at the scorecard, 
you know, I would think conservative play off the tee kind of reigns here. Uh, and then into some of these greens, um, you know, certainly you want to hit a close, but I think hitting greens is, is a big thing here as well. Fairways and greens will, will rain out. I don't think you're going to overpower this golf course. You mentioned Molinari. He won here in 2018. He blitzed the place that year at 21 under when Stanley won, it was seven. That was the quick and loans, which they also played at congressional for years. This tournament, this golf course takes me back, though, to the old Kemper Open days. Kemper Open, the Booz Allen Classic. Very different, very different golf course back in the 2000s, and then they redid it in 09, and they needed to. It was a quirky golf course. Uh, it just, I don't know. It was just a weird, quirky course. I think it plays much better now, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Par 70s, of course, suggest two par 5s. The second plays just over 600 yards, kind of goes a little down the hill. The guys will uh, will certainly chew that up. And uh, where's the other par five? The 10th. Yeah, that's right. 560 yards. A little more difficult. Some trouble off the tee. You definitely got to keep the ball in play there on the 10th. Uh, the easiest hole is actually the 14th, a little short par four. And uh, 18's a difficult, challenging hole. Some tough par threes here. So it's a, it's a, it's a difficult track. Guys will have to keep it in front of them. Let's get right into it here. As you know, we open up the board. I was listening a little bit to you and Pat talk earlier in the week. And of course, as we look at the board here in the, in the favorites, Rory is the defending champion, but again, keep in mind, this is not quell hollow as we know, Rory knows a thing or two about that place. So a little bit different type of defense right now, as we come on the air, he's at nine to one. And right now, Connors is at 16, but when he hit, he was at 22. And like you guys, I was big on Connors. This is a good place for him. I've already bet it at 22. Hatton's all the way down to 20 now. Fitzpatrick's down to 20. Henley's down to 20. The guy that kind of surprises me is Leishman at 20. What are, where have you, after you, a little day of thought, where are you now on kind of the front runners? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the books, just based on how odds got rolled out, on the Monday morning, Travis, you could tell something was, was weird to begin with. And there is so much discrepancy um, in the odds boards this week. Like a guy like Leishman, I've seen as high as, as uh, 40 to one Hatton and other places still in the 30s. So super interesting um, in that regard. I can tell you, I've started to really warm up to Matthew Fitzpatrick, a player I don't think I ever bet. So I don't feel the scorn of Matthew Fitzpatrick. And as you talked your way through everything about this course, it kept just coming up Fitzpatrick for me. So he's a guy I am, uh, I am looking like, I feel like I'm going to bet Rory McIlroy. The first time we've seen him since the masters in his lead up of, I mean, I don't know what his schedule is going to be going into the PGA championship, but it's time for him, I guess, to, you know, sort of get into that major zone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I don't know. I, I felt pretty confident that I was going to completely ignore him in, in terms of betting. And again, as I hear you talk your way uh, about the course, like, do we think Rory is going to try to overpower some of these holes that you're expecting the majority of the field to club down on? No, I don't think he will. I, I think Rory... And, and he is in defense here. Um, 
I don't think you're going to overpower this place. Now you certainly, that potential is always there, right? Like on some of these par fives, you can just bust it down there and have a much shorter iron into it than into some of these guys. But I do think some of the par fours, it's going to force his hand a little, this wouldn't be the ideal place for me in overpowering a golf course and taking the driver a little bit of out of Rory's hand. Certainly Quell hollow, I think is a better fit for him than TPC Potomac at Avenal farm. So I think it's going to be interesting with Rory's mindset here, the PGA right around the corner, um, get out there, get some reps in. He is the defending champ, but it's an odd week with a different facility. Um, I'm probably going to look down the board a little bit. I love Connors as most people do, but I like Fitzpatrick too. You know, he wasn't real sharp in his last outing. Of course, the putter let him down. But when you think about keeping the ball in front of you off the tee, think about solid iron play, he's going to do enough for you there. And it seems like a good spot for him. And, um, you know, like many, a a decent putting week, you would have to think he's going to be there with a chance on Sunday. I agree. Yeah, so both of the guys, Connors and um, Fitzpatrick, would sort of be the front runners that I would be looking to the most. I also feel like we're in this zone again. We're back to good players winning golf tournaments. Uh, It's sort of that 20 to 50 to 1 range where I'll probably have a smaller card, but that's where I feel like my bets are going to come from this week. Fitzpatrick was also, like, so popular at the Heritage Mm -hmm. in all sorts of DFS, outright betting. It's not like you're getting much a, a, a better sort of like a, a much better number because of that bad performance. But I don't know. I feel like there's not many people sort of waving the flag. And and normally, like, there's so many Fitzpatrick truthers, which I don't really understand. I'm not one of them. Again, I haven't been scorned by him. I'm like stepping up to a roulette wheel like fresh. Whatever just happened to the guys before it, right in that number kind of had no bearing on me and Fitzpatrick, you know, you have to question if the win equity actually presents itself, but I'm willing, I'm willing to step in in front of him this week. I I was able to get a 25 to one and I have bet Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So, I mean, look, he's won in Europe. He just hasn't done in the States yet. We know that, Um, you know, although he's been on a very nice run and trending in the States with the exception of the RBC, his last outing where he missed the cut. But before that, I mean, you've got five top 14s in six events. Missed yeah. the cut at the players. He was on the wrong side of that deal. 14th at the master. So it does, it feels like it's top of mind, I'm sure, for him. He knows he can win. I would have to think as he wakes up this morning and goes out there and he sees this course, like, okay, this is a good spot for me. Yeah, I would certainly agree to all that. And when you when you convince yourself that you're going to bet a guy outright, Travis, I guess as me and Pat joke about often, you have to just like meant like convince yourself, almost trick yourself, uh, make, you know, expand on the, on the things you want to expand on and ignore the things that don't work for you or make excuses for them. Oh, we missed the cut at the heritage. I want to bet Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. I'm just going to chalk that up to, it was the week after the masters get a top 14 there. No, no big deal comes into this event. All uh, nice, nice and fresh. Uh, but there are a few guys like I feel like Hatton's a guy no one's really talking about who also he hasn't been able to sort of click the putting and the approaches at the same time. It's like one of them is totally bailing the other one out. 
But again, this is a, if this thing's going to play closer to that Kyle Stanley final score, and as most people who I've spoken to kind of do acknowledge, the Molinari final score does feel like an outlier. That being said, these guys are so good. If one of these guys, even like farther down the field, show up with their A game, that Molinari score is always in play week in, week out on the PGA Tour. But if it's going to play tough, like it just it just rings to 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 tie Hatton uh, for this one as well. But I'm going to pass, especially at those twenty to ones. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, the only thing that scares me with Hatton is the driver. You know, and that's PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen Five golf clubs deliver significantly increased. MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. Yeah, that, that, you know, and, and look, admittedly, the only thing that scared me at TPC Sawgrass was Cam Smith was the driver. And he lost five strokes off the tee and still won. So, I mean, you know, that's unlikely to happen time and time again. But to your point, you know, you talk yourself out of these things. And I talked myself out of Cam Smith because of one club at TPC Sawgrass. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, obviously I got it wrong. You know, I was, so with, with Hatton, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And I like Hatton, but the driver in this course is just hanging up in my head. So we'll have to see if he can overcome that. And that's where like Leishman at 20, I mean, he can, <laughs> he can spray it. Um, I'll pass on Henley. I'm not even sure what number you'd have to give me to bet Henley um, to win. Fino at 25. I was on him last week, you know, had a good number to win. I felt like it, it was time for him to take a next step forward. He was the second best player in the field and it panned out that way behind Rom. Um, you know, there's Seamus Power 25, home at 25. Bradley, I'm sure we'll get a little, Love this week with the emphasis on fairways and green at 28. Uh, Cameron Young at 30, which is very intriguing to me. Paul Casey at 35. And then Woodland at 35, who, who's starting to get it together now uh, with the iron game and the approach here. Uh, Woodland's interesting to me. Young is interesting to me. And I think I heard you say you like Casey at 35. Is that right? Well, let's just talk through this for a second. Okay. I think I've decided I'm not betting Tony Finau this week. I feel okay. like I'm waiting maybe for it to pop in Tulsa in mm. a in a in a couple. But what do you make of of Finau for this week and going for like a week like last week? Is that just going to like is that something to really get excited about? Or is like the fairways just so big? There's just so many more opportunities in Mexico than that there might be week in, week out on tour. But I'm such a a, a fanboy of Tony's. So to see him have those approach stats, which, you know, when you bear it all out, seem to be the best of his career coming into a course like this. I'll be kicking I'll be kicking myself if he does pull it off, but I'm silly enough, Travis, to think this could be the start of of getting Finau back uh and having a big summer. Mm, well, I, I don't like this place for Finau. Uh I loved him. I thought last week was the place for him to just get back on track, right? Big wide fairways, let the big dog hunt. Um, and, and he did. And he had a good ball striking week. His irons were good. His putting, his head was almost above water, almost, and that's okay. 
<laughs> you know, um, because we've seen some really bad stuff with the putter. So I think Finau is on his way out, Jeff. I think he's on his way just to, to rebuilding again. I, I, I don't think this is a great spot for him. So I'm going to lay off of him this week. But I will say that I do think he started, he hit bottom. And now I think he's starting to climb again. Good. Is that fair? Fantastic. Okay. okay right. So back to that original question at hand. Um, Gary Woodland, yeah. just before we came on, Travis, I did bet there's a site okay. that likes to offer bet boost. They boosted him up to 50 to one. So I'm in on Woodland. The season form has been very consistent. Uh, scary in, in the consistency of play. Also, if if you've been paying close attention, there, you know, every time you feel like you're right, ready to do it, there's just a colossal miss or a, a ball into a hazard. But nonetheless, this field, this course, uh, sign me up for Woodland. And I've thought long and hard about Paul Casey. I've pivoted to Abraham answer. Just sort he of. Did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just I, sort I've of. I've got Abe. Yeah. Just I trusting, like you know. Uh, Seems like it's hard enough to get Paul Casey to a finish line when everything's going right, let alone the first start out of an injury that required him to withdraw from the Masters. So Mm. this couldn't have been... I mean, I bet Abe answer. I'm not trying to downplay the injury that caused him to miss um, the Valero and Heritage, which are courses that were very well for him, but he obviously felt he was healthy enough to play the masters and has gotten himself healthy enough where he certainly wasn't going to miss Mexico. If answer had any injury concerns, would he be pulling a back to back right now? This close to a major, probably not. So yeah, I have pivoted to answer. Although the numbers out there on, on the, the way this course is described, like it screams a Paul Casey, uh, bet you know it just it, it just sets up very nicely i don't know if it's fair like to blindly perception make these comps but it just sounds difficult sort of like valspar and yeah okay contends at difficult mm-hmm. courses that demand the most where you can get away with missing some eight foot birdie putts because par doesn't move you down very far on the scorecard especially on some of the tougher holes that he always seems to play better than the majority of the field. But I just don't know the health and this could like, I don't know. There's the golf media is not going to tell me how healthy he is. And he, he said he was healthy two days before the master. So I don't even know that I can trust him. I'd rather bank on it all coming together um, for Abe this week. So that's where I've pivoted, but uh, Abe and Woodland have my money. I've bet Abe, you know, I've got him at what? 37, I think. Yeah. I think I played a 35. Yeah. uh, 30. Yeah. yeah, Actually, I'm sorry. I got him at 35 to one. That's what I got him at. Um, Yeah. I like Abe this week too. I I tend to agree with everything that you just said there with him and his health. And, you know, it, it does scream Paul Casey. The other thing that's is in the people in the Paul Casey camp, his best split is bent grass. That's worth noting. We're on bent grass this week. And I'm really consider I'm really interested to see the condition here. Early May in DC. It hasn't been exactly like this perfect winter in <laughs> like Washington, DC and Virginia, as I recall. Like 
what was it, two and a half months ago or was a, yeah. or two months ago, there was a ton of snow and it kind of lingered. So I'm interested to see how this course has come out of the winter. Um, you know, seems like a, seems ambitious to me up there at this point. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but it is bent grass and that's a, that is a good split for, um, it's a good split for, for Paul and it's a good split for Gary Woodland. So, you know, the one thing I told Skylar this last week, I said the one thing with Woodland and I know his coach really well, and I've been watching Gary for a long time is he, Gary is a tinker, you know, and it's like, it always seems like, I don't know, every year or year and a half, two years, it's like, okay, now he's working on this. It's like, what? All of a sudden it's, you know, he goes from Butch to this coach back to Butch. Now he's with Mark Blackburn. And when I was out on in the desert, um, in the tournament out there, he was working on the range and, you know, it was like, you know, it was pretty significant going on. I'm like, damn, it looks like he's, he's thinking and they kind of working through it. And then he kind of came out on the other side of it. And, and then what happens is Gary goes, his iron play just takes off. You know, like when the light comes on, he starts playing great golf and he will sustain it for a run. And I feel like Gary um, right now is on a run. You know, I mean, look, he gets the ball up and down at API, he wins, yeah. you know, at, on the 17th, perhaps, you know, right there. And he flubbed it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of big on Woodland. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bet it exactly here, but I do like this little run that he's on. And these thirties are intriguing to me. I'm just like drawn to Cameron Young too, yeah, right now. I, I, I I don't think I'll bet it, but I like, like you and Fino, I'm kind of drawn to young a little. No. And I, yeah, I've been staring at, at Cam Young. I even saw some, you know, the first numbers that I saw on Monday were shorter than what they are now. And I was respecting Cameron Young and, and considering it like by every metric, he seems like the perfect player. If, if he had, I mean, there is like a ecosystem of golf fans on the internet that we interact with, obviously Travis and the people on tour hyper aware of Cameron young, but I still don't feel like he it's crazy to say with how low he is. I still don't feel like he's getting the full respect Mm. of the betting markets in a certain sense. Like I still don't feel like his name carries that, that sort of, um, cachet I, I i don't know i'm really interested in cameron young and somewhere between 40 and 50 to 1 i could potentially be convinced into actually betting this week this week before tee off yeah i agree yeah i agree you know every oh you almost you look at the stats and they're almost like too good to i don't say too good to believe but mm-hmm. like I almost double check them you know, like, wow, like right. I'm totally blown away and impressed and yep. impressed by him. And maybe I should stop because like, he's proven it seems like he's going to be a player. Um, I know we don't really have the WGCs this year uh, and I don't really know the future of them, but I'd like to use them for context. Seems like the type of player that's going to be locked into WGCs for, for a long time. I'm a huge fan. Well, you think, I mean, he's got length. He's a, he's a good iron player and he can putt. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll sacrifice some short game for that order. You know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's like Sam Burns written all over it again, isn't it? And that's kind of, 
Pretty much. And a lot of people picked a few different guys to sort of make that leap in, in the Christmas time conversation. Yeah. Cause it was so fun to see what Burns did last year. And I believe you were one of the guys like bullish all year on uh, Burns, like before it even, even happened. Yeah. If my memory serves me correct. Every time I chatted with you, it was like this very, no, like trust, believe. And these like betting numbers that he's found himself into uh, have proven to be, have proven to be worthy but a lot of guys like it was almost like who's going to be this year's sam burns and in trying to waiting for that guy to develop at this i don't know if we're at the halfway pole here at the beginning of may maybe a month away from the halfway pole or a few weeks but yeah cam young probably feels like he's got the best chance to actually pull that off as we sit here at the start of may i agree yeah the the two names that were that were I've been fairly bullish on Cam Young and then Mito, you know, as the the statistics kind of pan out and um, Cam's certainly ahead of Mito and we'll get to Mito here momentarily, who hopefully is better with his injury in his back after having to pull out at Zurich. But um, yeah, I mean, Cam Young and we're getting in his neighborhood now, you know, he's a New York kid. Um, I think he's the youngest to ever win the Met open. I'm pretty sure. Um as a, as an amateur. So this, this young man can play. I mean, he hits it a long ways. And let me tell you something, when you stand next to Cam Young, he's not a very big guy either. You know, I mean, he's just, he's not a very big guy and he creates sick club head speed. Um, and it's, it's effortless. I mean, it really is effortless. And I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. We caught up with him on the podcast after he won back to back on the corn fair and he was going for his third one. And he came on and his dad, who's his longtime coach, he is the um, he is the director of golf at Sleepy Hollow, which is, you know, a legendary place in the Northeast. So he's a golf family. He's been playing competitive golf his whole life. But he just when you talk to him, you're just kind of like, you know, the moment's not too big. He knows he's long. He knows his iron game is good and he knows he's a good putter. And like, I don't know, I just felt like this kid, this guy's got it. You know, I mean, he's just got it all and he's got the right attitude and confidence and it's going to transfer into the PGA tour. And it's certainly done that. And here he is now with my eyes. I haven't bet it, but it's, I think it's got to go to that 40 range for me um, to bet it in Woodland right there. There's Garcia 35. We'll keep working down merit 35. We already talked about Abraham answer at 35. Um, Patrick Reed at 40. Look, Better week last week, big fairways. Um, I'm concerned about Patrick Reed. I have been. His club head speed has gone down. His driver's a wreck. It's not a good combination. You can't be short and crooked uh, on the PGA Tour. I don't like him this week. Struck at 40 is interesting. Siwoo 40, Mitchell 40. And I'll just kind of take it down here and then we'll talk. Kucher 50. He's got a pulse all of a sudden. Jason Day 50. What the hell? Webb Simpson. What do you make of him at 50? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a play. I was talking outright bets, uh, Travis. How do you put this? I mean, this is sort of one that you could maybe, if you feel like it, you're blindly just playing the ceiling, the number, the course fit, the value. Um, you know, we all make a lot of bad bets that uh, finish missing the cuts or a guy can play great finish fourth place. If you don't bet a placing on him, it's worth the same as your guys that missed the cut from that sort of, I'm just going to bet the ceiling perspective and mm -hmm. take what comes with it. Webb Simpson 
and Paul Casey, uh, you know, who we spoke about earlier, do kind of fit into that um, narrative. But there, but but I I've got no, I got no real interest in in betting Webb. I guess we'll put it that way. Yeah, Webb. You know, I don't know. It's 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 he seems to be healthier now, but seems still a long ways away from. Webb Simpson, as we know him, that name value, right? And the kind of golf that we've, that we've seen from him. I, I like Sepp too. I mean, he's, and to your point, he, he seems like, yeah, things have, and I asked him this question, you know, how things change. Certainly the schedule, you know, he can, he's got a little more control of his schedule now, which is nice. But I, I, I still got the sense he's like, he's hungry. If anything, it just validated what he already knew and that he belongs there and he can compete and win and he's got what it takes. So I think Sepp's track is going to be around a while and I take a little closer look at that. CT Pond 80, you know, you kind of look at his game, bit of a plotter. I think this will be a good spot for him. I think a good putting week at a pond, you'll see him there on the first page. There's a whole collection of players in this range that are very um, interesting that, you know, are great course fits. And if you yep. get the putt luck, they're going to be right there. Yep. Uh, I, uh, you mentioned Pawn. I would put Doug, Dougie Gim on that short list. Uh, <clears throat> even a guy like, uh, you know, Keith Mitchell, Enerban Lahiri. There, there are a lot of options potentially uh in this range, I will say Lahiri's a guy right now, Travis, who mm-hmm. I am going to ride the prop train until he kicks me off. Mm-hmm. Since that player's championship, how well he's played in the follow-up starts, uh, top 20s, top 40s, the confidence. Even last week, not a course fit at all for Lahiri in Mexico. I mean, yeah, I shouldn't say that. The wide fairways definitely give him you know, cause he can lose a few off, off the tee. So that, that helps, but uh, he's more of a, a shorter course accuracy player, hope to make a few putts. And he is just in this uh, mental, confident, happy place right now that if mm-hmm. you read about him has kind of come to the forefront and his sort of mental, um, you know, struggles and, and, and battles on the golf course. And as long as he's in his happy place, I'm going to try to be winning money on him and i'm not gonna bet him to win yeah uh but but in all sorts of other markets maybe even uh highly rostered for me um but he's just one of many players that do stick out that being said i think i'm gonna be quite invested in like 25 to 40 to one that i'm really losing my opportunities in this 50 to 80 and then maybe i'll throw some bombs as we get farther yeah, we're getting to a couple bombs here that I have for you. You know, it's funny you say it. it's a good segue to who I've been riding out in the top twenties is Adam Long. Yeah, um, another so. player who. Yeah. It was Scott and I talked about Adam a lot last week, and you know he, he was coming off that twelfth at RBC, and like, hey, I think it's gonna, I think it'll keep going at Mexico. It did fifteenth. Um, now you shrink the fairway a little bit. I think that play. He's a he's a good driver of the ball. Um, you know, he's a nice putter, good around the greens. You know, with him, it's you get a little better iron play with Adam, and all of a sudden, can he clip a win? And so I, I like Adam Long. I'll probably continue that top 20 train with him. 
And, you know, then you kind of look down for Telly Glover. I mean, we know this is, has to be a good spot for Strillman. I mean, I, I, at least in my mind, this is screaming Kevin Strillman. Aaron Reisman playing good. Here's a guy's name is popping up all the time. All the time. Aaron Rye, 80 to 1. Very, VD. yeah. Uh, just quality, consistent iron play. He has been popping up. Uh, at a variety of courses and now we go to a course that you could argue probably suits him as well or better than a lot of the courses he's had success at um so Mm -hmm. not a name to ignore this week what's whatsoever rye 80 to 1 even i mean you mentioned glover he might be a guy do i do some other things with this week i'm not really uh i know we did get the win here last year the course and the setup can be conducive um for Glover, but uh oh Streelman. Yeah, I seeing a lot of love for Streelman. Yeah. I mean, and that yeah. I think you could say could be a little dangerous because it's not every week that the as I said before, this ecosystem that we're in is like really excited about Streelman. But guys like Streelman and and Sun Kang, uh a lot of a lot of love. They'll probably be quite highly owned. So maybe <laughs> the best way to make money on them is in other other potential potential ways sun kang's had some the reason for kang is he's had some good play here back in 17 and 18 so he from a core standpoint um sung knows this place bo hostler is a name that was up there that we start getting into these bigger odds that has had some success there francisco molinari won here he's 100 to 1 as i look at it very different version of himself um but there's Brandon Wu. What do you know about him? Is this is this a guy that? What do you think? I mean, just from a a name perspective and Brandon Wu, his game. I don't think a whole lot of people know much about him. Nope. But a night, a very very uh, nice college player. Obviously had that great close last week, Travis. And there are a lot of players on this board uh, who had really you know sort of behind the the rom and. Fino had his charge. Yep. A lot of players who played really well last week um, with really big numbers at DraftKings. Wu, Kitayama, uh, Nate Lashley. So uh, I don't mind Wu at all. And I guess of those players, um, Wu would be the one that you would you would think is most likely to carry over that great finish from, from yeah. last week. Because Kitayama won 50 also uh can can tickle me a little bit <laughs> i asked it because of his you know he finished second last week with with finau um and kenyam right there was three-way yeah. tie yeah three-way yeah. tie those were the three yeah yeah um something's you know who's who's getting comfortable on tour right now like he's on a little bit of a heater here and playing some nice golf puerto rico third i know limited field valspar 33rd corrales 28 mexico second i mean okay okay like i i i can sign up for a brandon woo now he potted the lights out at mexico but his approach game was good he drove the ball well um all right he's the confidence is flowing let's put it that way for the young brandon woo um right now i think that's a name to really consider and keep your eye on as he gets comfortable on the PGA tour and you know, this Aaron Rye, you know, I think is another guy that is getting comfortable 
and playing some very nice golf right now. And this is a good opportunity for these guys because the fields are not great. Last week to me was a glorified corn Ferry tour field with John Rahm in the field and Tony Fee now, right? There was, you know, so it's a lot of opportunity there. Yes. A better field this week, not a great field next week. You know, you got these guys come in with some confidence. I think they could easily yes, make the cut, but a top 20 play certainly in play. And who knows you get the pot luck, maybe a clip one off. Who knows? Yeah, so I guess on that note, I mean, speaking of woo, speaking of Rye, I would personally much rather bet someone like that. You could throw Kitayama into that mix. Um, then say Kevin Streelman. I am just a believer Agreed. of like playing a young guy and the ceiling that I'm not totally sure what Brandon Wu is, but I'm pretty confident. I know what Kevin Streelman is. I don't mean to pick on Streelman, but I'd rather for the outright bet, take yeah. a little chance on the unknown and the player that I do believe is, is trajectory is high. And, you know, certainly on a, pre- like, if he's going to be a mainstay top 50 player in the world in the coming years, that would be no shock to me what whatsoever. So that is sort of like, just sort of like last week, you know, I was like, I don't know all these guys. I know what like Scott Stallings is. I'd rather yeah. take my unknown of what Davis Riley is. And I'm not saying like, I don't mean that as a total unknown, but like, you know, there's an unknown of how good that player can be. And it's a player who I believe has that ceiling and you can fit some of these other players who you just mentioned in that narrative. So my outright betting strategy um, is normally to sort of bet on, on that unknown. And that requires, you know, betting guys that haven't win and, you know, haven't, you know, still need to prove themselves, but that's where I would rather throw my, my flyers. Uh, Cause I feel like I know what the other guys are not to say they can't win, but I just feel like I I'm, I'm pretty fully aware of what Kevin Streelman is. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. I'm not betting Streelman, but I I know he'll get some play. You know, he'll be talked about a lot from just from a course fit standpoint. And um, I, I tend, I I agree. I, I, like I bet Lipsky last week, he was, he was one of my bombs and, and he, I think he finished in the top 10. Um, I think he was 10 under or maybe a little better, but yeah, you could put his name on that pile yeah. Two of um yeah, I, I actually don't mind that one bit this week. A couple people you can put your name on the list. Well, you said last week. I've seen some people who I really do respect um propping him up for a find me a hundred to one winner this week, David Lipsky. Well, if he hits the ball like he did last week with his irons, he'll be right there. I mean, he was he, he had his best ball striking of his career um last week. And no, I like Lipsky. I I, I think I haven't gotten back on him yet, but I did sprinkle to your point from a bomb perspective. He was one of my guys that I liked that perhaps wasn't going to be played a lot as a young player. Um, I think this week I find myself probably a little more gravitated to woo this week than Lipsky. Um, But as we work our way down here, there's a couple names that, that, jump out one is i mean obviously ricky's we know is not the same ricky at 130 he has shown some signs and he does know this course um and has played it decent how how in the hell is luke list 130 to one yeah that doesn't even make sense to me that's 
see like that's just such disrespect i didn't come into the week thinking i want to bet luke list i'm going to bet luke list but someone that sees himself as quite a large luke list fan <laughs> and lost a lot of money on him even before that tory pines win i just feel like as a fan of his that line is so disrespectful it is that i need to just bet it out of respect for luke and um you know unlikely to win but yeah, that's one that 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 is kind of insane to me. I'm not so sure. At least I wasn't, you know, I assume maybe the current form would be horrible. It's not that bad. And Luke List, Travis, his best golf, his best results, his entire career come on harder courses. Mm-hmm. Be it the win at Torrey Pines, that's a major venue. Be it a playoff loss at Honda, we know how demanding of a second shot driving course that can be um you know even his win on the corn ferry at sawgrass yep. that, uh, you could debate the difficulty of the course but it's a pretty the valley course yeah it, it can play quite hard so his best results even a pga championship i think a, like a top six at bell reeve uh if i'm not mistaken uh or it could have been the other one that brooks won one of the brooks wins was his best major performance uh ever uh, so, yeah, I don't know, plays well at hard courses. Winning score lines up with how I project a Lukeless winning score could line up to. So 130 to one uh, right up there with made my favorite long shots this week. You know, what's crazy about Luke list is clearly his putter is the weakness and his longtime coach, Jamie Mulligan, they right before that win, Jeff, they went and saw um, a guy by the name of Steven Sweeney. And they changed a lot. I mean, they rewired this putting stroke. Significant changes as I would look at it. And the next week, let's see. I think the next week he finishes 22nd at the MX. And the next week he wins at the Farmers. And putts great. And since that time, the dude hasn't, he can't, he couldn't putt in the ocean. You know, like, it's it's amazing Sometimes like these little tweaks or just even significant changes. It's a, it's like a brand new chapter in a book, right? It's like mentally you just, you're cleansed and it, and it lasts for like a week or two, (laughs) you know, it happens a lot in putting because it's so mental. It's like, man, I have a history of this. I know I do this and I do this and then it gets annoying and you're pissed and I'm a bad putter and your attitude. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? We're going to do something completely different. Like you take the bandaid, rip it, and you're just like, all these new things. And you're like, damn, I feel so weird. And I have, but mentally, I have no history. So it's like, there's no expectation, right? Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden, the dude starts making putts and he wins at the farmers. And then since that time, it's, man, like as bad as I've ever, it's as bad as it's been, his putting. That's oh. why. He's 130 to one because he's like, it has to be, but still that's disrespectful as good of, of a driver and iron player as he is, um, man. And, and I guess back in this range, there are a few like quite bad putters who you might be yeah. considering betting a Russell Knox. Uh, you know, you could yeah. think that this would be a type of course that could work for him, but on the good putter angle, I might be willing to go back to Bo Hostler. You mentioned his, his, how he played here previously, Travis, but he's also been just really, really consistent uh, and getting results and finding, finding confidence. Now 
things seemed to abandon him when he needed it the most on a, on a Sunday. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's still positive momentum as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think Bo is an interesting look, too. I, I really do. I, I, I like that angle. You know, poor Russell, man. You know, just <laughs> putter just underwater all the time. Yeah. But yeah, this is a great course fit for him. There's no question about it. Um, you know, as we kind of work down into these, you know, Andrew Putnam's played well here before in the past. Yeah. I think I saw his name up there on 18. The distance uh of the course can work for can work for his ability to, to get around. I don't know. I, don't I like Nate Lashley at 150 to one. Yeah, I mentioned him earlier with, with Wu and Kitayama, their Lipsky. There are some real interesting options from players that um, played well last week. They might be overvalued from recency bias, say in DFS, but maybe an outright or or a T5, T10 or any kind of placing might be be the way to go with some of those guys. Lashley got pissed at me on the range at Arbortown because we were shooting this thing with Chad Ramey, who I'll get to here in a second. And we were taking up some spots and he was like, and it's a very small range there, like really small. I mean, like, there ain't much room. And he'd look at me like, what am I supposed to hit balls at? I'm like, Hey man, I'm just a hired help here. Like, don't get mad at me. <laughs> Thunder. He was a, he needed a spot to hit and he needed to hit now. And maybe we were the reason why he missed the cut. But anyway, um, Lashley in all seriousness, his plates is having a nice season. I mean, he goes seventh, twenty seventh, fifteenth, eighteenth, eleventh. I mean, he's 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 playing some golf under under Nate here. So I, uh, I, I think I, I you know I'm gonna put something there. I haven't I haven't put it, I haven't made a bet there, but I'm gonna bet Lashley in some capacity top twenty. I like him as I start looking down into these 150 to one, 150 to one range. Um, I like Stuart Sink to make the cut here. I think Sink's played this course a couple times. You know, I would think also as I pull up, and I mentioned Chad Ramey. You know, I mean, like Ramey missed the cut at Mexico probably not the best spot for him and his putting was awful, but Ramey's kind of a fairways and greens kind of player. He's a little bit of a plotter. You want to corral us with this field. I don't, I'm not going to bet him to win. I'm kind of, you know, thinking out loud here, maybe from a, a top 20 standpoint. Um, but I might sprinkle a little on Lashley to win. Why not? Yeah. I'm not going to talk you out of it. <laughs> We're sort of like approaching my, um, what do you got down here? Who jumps out at you in these big odds? My demarcation point. Uh, Doc Redman, 140, earning around there. Bo Hostler, I mentioned, uh, and Luke List. Those would probably be the ones. And going a little shorter than that, I think sitting right at 100, I've seen a lot of um, people I really respect backing Brendan Grace this week. And when you sort of deep dive it, uh, there's a case to be made. There, nice little run at that team event a week ago. Hard course, winning score fits right into sort of that Brandon Grace um, 
that that Brandon Grace range, but the the driving and the approaching is sort of right where you might want it to be for Grace to pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one there, Brandon Grace for sure. Svensson's another one of those young guys that we were talking about that I tend yeah, to sprinkle from time to time. He's yeah, he's on my short list for. You know, I, I like, honestly, I think I like Svensson better here than I do last week. I think with his approach game, um, you know, I, I could, I could certainly go down that path again as well. So yeah, Brandon Grace, that's a good one there. That's uh, I think that's one to take a, a little deeper look at. What's he at right now, Brandon Grace? I've seen about a hundred. Maybe 110 might be the biggest I've seen. And Svensson, you know, like just a few weeks ago, so popular. Now you don't really hear a, hear a peep. So it could be yep. the time to, to, to get back on Svensson. Okay. All right. Kind of getting down into that range. I bet Danny Lee last week. There he is, 250. Bryson Nimmer made the cut. Monday qualifier, a good week. He's in the field again this week. Um, there is. Just looking here. Looking for a name. Chikara is in the field as well. Really good young player out of Oklahoma State. Honestly, um, we're so. Um, we're, we're way too deep in into the deep end. Uh, into the deep end for here. me. Hayden Buckley. You know, for crossing 200, but I don't, I'm like I said, I'm going to give you a name though. Okay. I'm going to give you a name that will be a part of the shows for the years to come. And that's going to be Eugenio Chikara. Like it. Eugenio Chikara. He's in the field, plays at Oklahoma state. Um, Sergio teaches him. And from Spain, he's on a heater right now in college. I, um, we went out and actually I'm wearing the hat PXG called showcase of last year. And I walked 36 holes with these kids. Um, like Logan Lanier was there or not Logan Lanier, Logan McAllister. Who's on the corn ferry, Trevor Warbelow, who just won. Um, but Eugenio in the two years that I've done it and all these top collegiate players are this kid pops, man. I mean, this young man is good. And he will be a good pro. This will be a good experience for him this week. Um, but I'll tell you, for years to come on the PGA Tour, in my opinion, and I'll even go as far as the Ryder Cup, I think he is the real deal. Eugenio Chicaro, Oklahoma State. Noted. Excited about that. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. Winners. Chicken dinner. They're right there. If you didn't, if you listen to that show, you just made some money right there. I would hope so. Uh, I've made four outright bets. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Woodland, Sep, and okay. answer. And I still might step in front of Connors, but I missed right. the best number that I should have bet yesterday. All right. I know you got to go. You're a popular man. Jeff Feinberg, folks. Go follow him. It's right there. G Feinberg 17. Appreciate your time, bud. No worries, Travis. Uh, hit me up anytime. Big things should be an uh, exciting summer. Hopefully, uh, joining you will get my uh, cold streak to end. I'll find All right. it at the end.